Thank you for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. Yes, that's right. The name of this podcast has changed. We will no longer be called Make Room for More. What remains the same is the content and the direction of the show. You will continue to hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. This episode is another short devotional to help you get your day started. So please pause for a moment, take a deep breath, and be blessed. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. John four nineteen and 20. Olivia isn't quite ready to open up to this stranger, parts of her life that she has kept hidden. So she introduces a controversial topic, one that is sure to divert Jesus' attention away from her shameful past. At least that's what she hopes. A prophet is one that has the power through the Holy Spirit to reveal, to make known the present and the future. Maybe this will explain how Jesus knows so much about her. But she doesn't want to talk about that. Yet, she isn't ready to walk away from Jesus and talking to him altogether. There is something about this man that sits at the well. He looks tired, worn from his travel. Yet his eyes are alive and they're kind, yet probing. Yet she feels safe. Even in his questions, she feels no condemnation. The Jews and the Samaritans had a long-standing even to this day, issue over where true worship was to take place. In Jerusalem was the temple Solomon built, the pride and the joy of every Israelite. The Samaritans had a temple, but it no longer stood, only the altar remained. However, the Samaritans did believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but their religion over the centuries had become intermingled with heathen practices the worship of idols and graven images. This was repulsive to the Jews, and they made it clear that it was in the city of David where true worship took place. Yet the Samaritans were not welcomed there. Olivia is seeking to divert Jesus' attention and the conversation from her past by seeking to understand the long-standing controversy over where to worship. Let's pause for a moment. I appreciate Olivia not walking away from Jesus when she so easily could have. He was asking too many probing questions. Maybe she was lonely for conversation. Maybe she saw something in Jesus that broke down those internal barriers in her heart. She was willing to risk speaking to a Jew that she knew she wasn't supposed to be talking to in the first place. But there they were talking as old friends at the well. I think we instinctively know if we just stand still, don't walk away from Jesus, he will turn things around, even if it means taking us in a direction we would rather not go. We know he knows. Yes, we know he knows what is best, even in tests and trials. In starting this ministry, I have had to have some pretty intense, uncomfortable conversations with the Lord. I firmly believe 
that a great deal of the work by the Holy Spirit is done internally, even before the Lord brings it up to a conscious level. We may not always feel prepared to deal with our true condition before God. However, I believe we are more prepared than we think because we serve a loving, merciful God who will not allow us to carry more than we can bear. It is up to us to trust Christ's timing and choose to believe that He does not make mistakes and that He will always be true to His Word. If it's time to bring up a topic that we would rather not deal with, trust Christ that He knows what He is doing. My experience has been when those topics come up, as with Olivia, Christ's compassion and His grace surrounds us. Keep in mind, that we make daily decisions about our character. The ministry we are called to do should be a reflection of the God we serve. We are stewards, and He alone can teach us how to be faithful in our calling. Jesus is jealous for His name and reputation, and He is counting on us to make a bold statement with our life that He alone is worthy to be praised, honored, and worshipped. This should be our sole goal, and only then will the ministry be an instrument, a vehicle, to the building up of His kingdom. So no matter how hard it may be to face those ugly things about our character, Jesus wouldn't be who He is and who we need Him to be if He allowed them to go unchecked. As hard as it may be, I highly recommend that we give God permission to have those difficult conversations. Remember King David who refused to admit his guilt in impregnating Bathsheba and killing Uriah, her husband? The Lord waited for David to come to him for at least a year. David did not come, although I imagine the Holy Spirit encouraged him to do so. However, at last, the Lord had to go to David. In 2 Samuel 12, verses 7 through 10, it reads, And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives unto thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandments of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me and has taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. I hear such hurt in the Lord's voice. I mean, every time I read this passage, it brings tears to my eyes. And I know it pierced the heart of David when the Lord says, Because thou hast despised me. (laughs) I imagine that was the last thing from David's mind for the Lord to tell him, David, you hate me. Oh, how foolish we are when we withhold ourselves from God, when we will not come to Him, when we hold ourselves back thinking we're better off, thinking we know what's best for us. 
Won't we go to the Lord? Won't you go to the Lord? I mean, pray for me as I pray for you, that if there's anything in my life that stands in the way of the Lord using me, saving me, blessing me, delivering me, healing me, that I will not withhold anything from him. I know it's not easy. And I know we we get kind of caught up in thinking maybe we've gone too far or, you know, we may even think it doesn't even matter what we do, that he's going to save us and forgive us anyway. But God hurts when we turn away from him. You know, he paid a very high price for us in sending his son to die for us. We owe him so much. And I think that if we remember how much it cost heaven to save me, to save you, we would withhold nothing, the good and the bad, from him. We serve a kind and merciful God. And the word is clear. We are to seek him with our heart, our mind, our body, our soul. That's leaving nothing out. He must inform us of anything that stands in the way that may bring his ministry shame that will bring us down. He must inform us. If he didn't, he wouldn't be God. He wouldn't be our Lord and Savior. Let us go to him in prayer throughout the day. Let us surrender to him unreservedly. Let us pray continually. And let us know that when we do this, his love and his grace awaits us. Thank you for listening to another episode from Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. If you know an adult with dyslexia, please share these short devotionals with them. For more devotionals, please visit my website at www.wrpublication.com where you can read or listen to archive shows. Thank you again for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted and be blessed.